Come on, and she's still the... reading her bits. <laughs> <laughs> she can't get enough of her own bits. Jesus. <laughs> Did you wake up in the middle of the night last night and like I write these it down? It's like, gold. Oh. It's gold. No, Lord. I wrote it today. Well, kick it off. Kick it off with a bit. One of your solid bits. Welcome, everybody. This is the second episode of our podcast, Twin Speaks, where we'll be discussing the um, early 90s television series, Twin Peaks. We're going to be covering episode one, which is the second episode of the series, really, after the pilot, titled Traces to Nowhere. Um, I'm Snell. I'm here with my good friends, Sam. Hello. And Lori. Hello. Um, any kind of production notes we need to cover about the episode getting into it? I think this one's directed by David Lynch again. No, it's directed by Dwayne Dunham. <laughs> You're smiling at me. <laughs> it is. It was directed by Dwayne Dunham. Um, uh, Dwayne also- Dunham, who was, he was a video editor for, uh, Blue Velvet and Wild at Heart, David Lynch movies. I heard, well, actually I heard that, um, David Lynch wanted him to edit Wild at Heart, which which came out around the same time as this series. Um, but Dwayne was editing another movie at the time, so in the interim to get him to come over and edit Wild at Heart, um, David Lynch signed him up to direct this first episode to give him like something to do in between. Cool, interesting, interesting note. Yep. Also, uh, blockbusters such as Homeward Bound and Little Giants, little known fact. Yeah. Huh. Um, Read some interviews with the cast of Homeward Bound. He's great to work with. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit no, that's right. funny. I don't know what you're talking about. That's gold. Bits See, that's bits. this is why you just you don't tell people about your bits. I know. You just tell, dive into and the don't bit. write your bits down. You just dive into the bit because that bit's gold. And I already knew it was coming. So it was I, way too much buildup. Yeah. No I, one appreciated I, that. I, all right, yeah. well, let's get into the episode. Because, well, guys, one they I were like, animals, okay? <laughs> they were animals in Homeward Bound. <laughs> one thing I want to mention uh, that Lori and I learned, podcasting is hard. It's hard work. It's really hard. It's not hard. Putting, I just show up here, yeah. and then I drink a couple beers, I and lost I leave. We didn't know life. anything about... We had to... We uh, Lesson one, when you want to make a podcast and put it on iTunes... Look up to see if there's another podcast by the same name that you want to name your podcast. Oh, yeah, because last time we just <laughs> we, we said we were Fire Talk With Me. Yeah, whoops. I hope those Fire Talk With Me guys are cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. If we get a cease and desist from now, <laughs> this whole operation. So we're go. Twin Speaks now. What do you guys think of that? Is it better or worse? It's worse, but I like it. <laughs> it was it's the first good. one it's I came short up and with. Sweet. Yeah, Twin Speaks. I think it's actually yeah. more clever. I think it's, it's better for say. searching. Yeah. I do too, and if you're well, I guess since we're doing spoilers, that everyone knows what Fire Walk with Me is, but Twin Speaks just is a pun on the actual name of the show and not the name of the movie slash the name of like a weird Bob. Note. <laughs> yeah, it's right. pretty esoteric of a reference. So that being said, there are spoilers, so be warned if yeah. you're not interested. Yeah, we, if you somehow listened to this one and you didn't listen to the first one where we covered the first episode, we're going to talk about spoilers. I don't think we're going to get into it too badly, but... I don't know. We said that last time, and then we ended up talking about the movie Firewalk With Me a bunch. Uh, you did that. Yeah, you that was me. You talked about Firewalk With Me Well, I'm bunch. saying on the podcast, we well, you talked said, about yeah, it. You said we. 
The royal way. All right, that's fine. <laughs> so I'm just scrolling through my notes. I have Audrey super hot. I have is Catherine <laughs> hot? Question mark. Question oh, mark. Yeah, um, is that a real question? Well, I, so here's to, what I was next getting. Next to at. that, next to that scene in in my in my notes, I have gross exclamation point exclamation point <laughs> feet exclamation point exclamation point. Yeah, the shrimp thing. You talking about the shrimp thing? That might be. A grosser scene than digging the letter out of Laura Palmer's fingernail in the first episode. No, no, I, I don't. So old lady feet. Okay, kissing old lady feet. Here is what I'm asking. <laughs> I love it. Here is what I'm asking, and then I also have is Josie hot? So we got a lot of ground you, to we, cover. Yeah, we got a lot of. We got a lot of. We got a, a lot of. Um, fuck Mary kill scenarios here. We could we could get into. All the real, okay, so let's do all that, the real actually. important talk. Let's go, Audrey. Just like we really Catherine, got in depth Josie. in the first episode. I'm yeah. sorry, but the pilot episode. So, Catherine, Josie, is this and, fuck Mary kill and Audrey? Yeah, fuck Mary kill. Um, let's go around the room. Laura, you first. Laura, you first. Do you know how to play fuck this Mary game? Fuck Mary kill. Yes, and pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, and it's actually kind of a decent That's, like tie-in uh, to. Okay, go ahead. Um, Audrey, Catherine, Josie. So. Fuck Audrey, Mary, Catherine, kill Josie. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, fuck Josie, Mary, Audrey, kill Catherine. That's like a hate fuck for you. I though. know. I yeah. thought you hated Josie. It is. So <laughs> the that's thing what I, it is. The thing I never get about the, that game is if you marry somebody, you get to fuck them a bunch, right? Right. Or is that like what's the Yeah. I don't know. That always confused that always confused me. Way. So I guess it would be Mary Audrey. That's what I said. Okay. Fuck Josie. But I don't said. hate her as much as you do. Okay. Well, and then kill Catherine. Well, so I guess a as a lady, fuck. I got that game yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. My strategy you're a woman. Next time you're a, you're a straight woman. I okay. Just... Audrey is eighteen years old in the show, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, okay. That's and legal. Dale Cooper's yeah. 35. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's not. That's. I'm just saying. I guess you're super... up on your your high horse of judgment. Now. <laughs> no, I'm stating. Does it mean she's not hot? And you're doesn't pro- mean you can't legally marry an You're projecting year. things on me. I'm just giving you the facts of what's going on in the show. Okay. Um, on that note, is that um, is this the first time they encounter each other and Audrey um, and Dale at breakfast after Dale's first night at the Great Northern? Um, did she see him from afar in the first episode or hear about him or anything? Uh, I don't She's think... pretty like on to him. Oh, you know what? I think she might be at that like briefing he gives to the town. Was maybe she? not. Maybe uh, not. I don't yeah, think she even... Maybe she's not. She just kind of heard about well, him. Well, this and is then their first encounter the... and conversation. Yeah. Yes. They introduce each other. And it's pretty significant. Yeah. He, he, um, the sexual tension right off the bat there. Yeah. And again, super hot. Um, yeah. Dale is super hot. One thing oh. that, um, so we talked about that scene. Obviously, the coffee bit is important. Um, maybe not important isn't the right word, but Dale Cooper loves his coffee. Right. Um, he likes it black as midnight on a moonless night or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he goes pretty rapid fire into some cheesy little lines there. So he orders the coffee, and then he orders his um, incinerated Bacon and the hard eggs that are gonna fuck up his arteries, and yeah. and then um, some fruit, Cre- cremated bacon, cremated bacon, and um, some 
Just so long as those grapefruits are freshly squeezed. Yeah. That's like bacon bits. He wants his bacon in an urn, just in powder form. Hey. Yeah. Man knows what he likes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I noticed there's, um, at, when they go to the uh, police station, they are doing uh, inexplicable construction on it. Did you guys notice that? No. Yeah, they were putting like window panes on the yeah. ceiling. And I think that's because the the set is different from the pilot episode to episode one. Yes. So actually the pilot, they film all in location. They film it at different, um, there's, and you can look it up, but there's different buildings. Like there's the hotel. You said that there's another hotel that they use for like the interior and for um, the Packard's house. Yeah. Um, and the sawmill. And so they, they shoot them all in location on the pilot. And every episode after that, they actually have a soundstage. And it's all one big building with different rooms that all kind of oh, lead okay. into each other. That's so cool. all the set is on that location oh, from okay. that point on. But it's based and built based on the inside of those other on-site locations. Yeah. There was a great website. I can't think of it at the moment. But it... I think it was one guy's travel blog and he visited all the locations uh, from Twin Peaks, like the hotels and um, like Josie's house and stuff like that. It was interesting. Can I jump back to something really sure. quickly? The grapefruits? So, yeah. So no, I want to go back to the, um, the um, characters that we were discussing if they're hot or not. Um, <laughs> so here, here's, here's a couple of notes though. So again, Filmed in the early 90s, at the very beginning of the 1990s. In the show, they're like, when they first introduced Josie, and I think it's in this episode, um, he, Truman, now Truman's banging her, so he's got a little bit of a bias. But they reference her as like the most beautiful woman in Twin Peaks. Well, Truman says that. Yeah, okay. So, but but it's clear that like she's revered as being beautiful. Is this like her 80s, is this like an 80s like, era style kind of deal because like she wouldn't come across if you just threw her into a 2014 like sitcom on abc it wouldn't be like oh man she's hot yeah but you got to put it in the context of david lynch though too yeah okay so she's like all right she's maybe considering his leading ladies she's supposed to be hot though right yes like you're the audience is supposed to see her in the universe of twin peaks as being like one of the beautiful women in town right you mean you mean um, for the show? Yeah, or for the people when in the, Twin when Peaks. For us or for the people in Twin Peaks? Both. Okay. So the audience in 1990. No, I think the audience in 1990 caught on to the young girls because okay. they did all those like magazine covers and all that, like Rolling Stone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're and obviously. I don't think Josie was ever part of that group. Okay. No, you're right. And then is Catherine supposed to be hot at all? Ugh, gross. I mean, they show her like <laughs> a lot of cleavage. It's a pretty. This is this is hard for me. All right, fine. I know you're sensitive to the shrimping, but did we <laughs> did we talk about this yet in this version of our recording? <laughs> yeah, right. We referenced that. Yes. No, we did it. I don't think uh... in this one. It's gross. Yeah, it is. It's gross. <laughs> it's out lady, of left field. The old too. lady feet. Yeah. Don't kiss old ladies' feet. So, uh, yeah. And and he's old, too. I mean, they're both old. They're both old. Old on old. Yeah. yeah. I, ugh. Mm. That's a hard a scene lot. for me. It, oh, it's almost as hard as the pulling the letter out of Laura's finger for me. Ugh. I don't know about that. That's up there. Would you rather have <laughs> that pulled out of your finger like that? 
Or all, would you rather one. have to sit in the room of those two banging in that hotel room all day? <laughs> For a whole day. <laughs> For a whole day. Yeah. Oh, I think I'd go with the fingernail. Just short and sweet. I think the the banging would be it wouldn't be as bad as kissing feet all day. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, kind of kinky. Kinda um, so two Cooper notes right off the bat. They show him hanging upside down and being weird, um, and then it shows gorgeous milky thighs. And then he has a funny comment he makes to Diane, um, where like he does one of those things where he's he sets it up and you think he's talking about the town and it talks about him troubling him as like a citizen and as an agent and then the big reveal is he's a JFK assassination truther oh, oh what's yeah. what's the deal with uh, he's like who really killed John F Kennedy and blah 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 and whatever yeah. that I feel like, like there has to be something in this show that I was trying to relate that to something somewhere so and, like, think about this term. In 1990, is about the same distance of time from the JFK assassination to when the show's going to come back on. What? Oh, 25 years? So it's like, yeah, about 25 years. Oh, okay. So the JFK... <laughs> Are you looking for you... some clues to the JFK murder here? No, no. <laughs> No, I just. Are you, do you have like a conspiracy box somewhere? No, no, no. About no, the link no, between David no, Lynch, no. Twin Peaks, and the JFK murder? No, they're not connected ideas. I'm okay. just saying that, like, he makes a JFK reference. And you're like, JFK, like, what the fuck? But in 1990, like, that, well, I don't know. Shut up. You know what I'm trying to say. Sure. David Lynch killed JFK. <laughs> no, Bob killed JFK. Oh, That's okay. where I was going. With right. That. Have we talked about anything in the episode yet? Um, um, yes. I mentioned, yeah, we talked about Audrey being hot. We're, we we're talked about right. shrimping. We're right. up to the point. <laughs> we're, we're up to the point well, where... I, okay, I want to get ahead. back into the episode and really talk about um, how George uh, from Seinfeld's parents are in the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you want to get into the episode, then get cut right, <laughs> right. back out. Yeah. No, okay. That yes. was a U-turn. Yeah. So, so everyone knows that Sarah Palmer's Sarah Palmer is Susan's mom. Yeah. And then you... Doc Hayward is Susan's dad. Yeah. Th yeah. Like, that's just too great. And that's got to be within, what, a year or two? I don't, I don't know the Seinfeld They look exactly dates. the yeah. same. I mean, they, they do, look yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and they were both part of what... That was me opening a beer. Um, the, the, they were both part of one of the greatest Seinfeld bits ever is them driving out to the Hamptons with George. <laughs> yeah. And, and he says... You want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> and she's asking him about what the name of his horses are. Yeah, yeah. Can the, you name? Can you say what the name? It was, was like, uh, yeah. Um, Prickly Pete. Welcome to our Seinfeld podcast. All right, come on. You, you're gonna bring that up, and we're all Seinfeld fans. And I'm gonna talk about. Prickly yeah, they were Pete. playing chicken on the whole way, on the whole ride to the Hamptons. It was a great episode. All right, well, and then well I let's went stick with Dr. Hayward because the next part is actually the autopsy. Oh, yeah, where he talks mm. about how many sex Laura had. Or uh, <laughs> how many sex Laura had. Are you a virgin? <laughs> Are you a virgin? Laura have one sex. How many sex did Laura have? You... Yeah, he talks about how many sex Laura have. This many. I'm holding up three fingers. <laughs> uh, how many people Laura had sex with the night she was murdered? 
Yeah, so three. three. And then three. she was like, she had a self-inflicted bite wound on her tongue and her shoulder. Well, it's like that pretty was, grisly. That wasn't, was it self No, he thought he it was self-inflicted. Probably. But if you remember correctly, it was the bird in the, in the cabin, right? That yes. bit her tongue. Do you watch Firewalk with me like every day? No, I think that comes out in the series. That's a, I thought that was a Firewalk with me bit. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But it was a bird who bit her tongue. Okay, I don't remember that. See, that's what what's going to be a problem is I don't remember well, like tough. yesterday, let alone watching Firewalk with me two years ago. All right, well, we're going to watch it again one of these days. All so right. she, I can't remember the third person she had sex with the night she was murdered, but she had sex with Leo, Jacques Renault, and some, somebody else. I think it was Bobby. So okay. she, got, she got around that night. That was her boyfriend, so that's fair. Yeah, like, she, I mean, maybe, yeah. She was also with James that night and the murderer. I think James, James just drove her around on... His motorcycle, though. Mm-hmm. Looking pouty. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've established already on this podcast that he's the worst character in the show. James? Like, no, far. we haven't. We haven't? Uh, he's, well, he I is. Said, I had said that he's he's definitely up there for me, but I have a real Josie problem. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I have more of a James problem than a Josie problem. Although Josie, Again, I think I may have said this last week. I think you're racist for saying that, and I think you might also be sexist for saying that. But the jury's still out. We'll fi- we'll 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 work through these problems as we go along. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we're we gonna start talking about Leo. Sure. Because uh, that how much he sucks. Kind of the next scene is we see Leo's truck. The yeah. uh, what's it called? The pussy wagon or something. The pussy. <laughs> It's not that. The big the pussy, big pussy cat. cat. The big, Get the it? Because he's like a cat. lion. Leo. Oh, lion. yeah. That's really... Well, he's horrible, he's... too. Total psycho... My note is, Leo, total psycho has bloody denim. Yeah. <laughs> and just denim, he in period. Denim. Like just, he just got a lot he of denim. He wears a lot of denim. A lot of denim. They show the denim item, and like the whole time, like, is it like a shirt, or like a jean jacket, or like a jean <laughs> shirt, or like... You need durable clothes and durable fabric when you wash them all outdoors. Are you guys intimidated by Leo? Yes, extremely intimidated by Leo. You're not? Oh, he, I don't, yes, I get, yeah, I guess. He's big and scary and I'll hit you. Is he big? He look. he seems to me like he'd be short. I don't know. Mm. He looks short to me. In my mind's eye, Sam, he's a big guy. He's bigger than life. Yeah. Um, I do, I do really like though how he has his washer and dryer outside. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never thought of doing that myself, but washers and dryers take up a decent amount of space yeah. at home. And yeah, it's a lot and of if you can, I didn't realize you could put the washer; it's getting wet anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, like whatever. we're looking for an open floor plan. Could you just leave this framing in here? Right. You yeah. don't need drywall. Yeah. Yeah. Not in here. I almost wonder if that's sort of like a modern yeah, art. Yeah, it's a very uh, like minimalist modern. Uh-huh. Yeah. Feng like dry, drywall is like so bourgeois, right. I feel like. Leo's ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah true. And beating women, too. That's going to probably come back at some point. <laughs> I know, from zero to like... <laughs> yeah, it's he's bringing it back. <laughs> All right. So um, an interesting scene that they don't really do in the first episode. They, so during the James interrogation, yeah. um, horrible character, um, they do a flashback in the middle of that where he does a remembrance of him being um, with Laura um, and it's really creepy. And there's a scene where she like snaps the 
the heart necklace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you and it's have just, part of my heart now, or something. Yeah. Does she like say that? that? Something and she has like this that. really creepy that. smile, and she kind of, she kind of seems strung out a little bit. Um, and it's just. Does does the does the heart necklace say best friends? Yes. For sure. Yes. It doesn't say best lovers or something. Best friends. Best friends. Best friends. <laughs> okay. Um, That's cute. That's like a high school. Yeah, thing yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And then they the showed the same clip in the first episode, but we didn't talk about like the dancing and what they're doing. They show a a slow mo version, a pretty extended slow mo version of the video of um, Laura and Donna you know, playing and dancing outside. The American Beauty photo. Yeah, it's just so, like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? They're they're just, they're dancing and high-fiving. It's just, yeah, it's James's cinematic debut. Yeah, it's very awkward. How about Donna? So Donna goes home um, after, I think she talks to cops for a little bit, and she reveals her love triangle to her mom. Yeah. Who is Zoe Deschanel's mom in real life. And in the show. And in Zoe Deschanel's character in the show later. Yeah. I don't remember any of this <laughs> shit. Um, and she goes, I'm having the most beautiful dream and terrible nightmare all at once. Yeah. And this gets like super soap opera-y. Like the tone of things just gets really weird. So she feels like she betrayed Laura because Laura was in love with James. And then she realized that her and James were actually the ones falling in love. So Right. And this is, everyone keep in mind, this is two days after Laura got murdered, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So the first episode was the day after they found the body, or the day they found the body, and then this is the second day. I have a big all caps note that I want to talk about, but well, I, there's, um, I think we got to get into a couple of those. Bobby okay. and Snake, uh... Reveal how Laura has the 10K. It's because of drug deals they do with Leo. And Bobby gave that money to Laura for safekeeping. Yep, yep. That was the money in the deposit box. And so what are we learning there that she's, like, what's the tell there? I don't know, that she's not as innocent as some people think she is, maybe. That she's doing drugs, she's having sex, she's hiding money. She's like a Coco. Yeah, she's a Coco. You know what made me, like, there's a part when they're, um, I forget who they're interviewing, but they're getting some background information on Laura, um, and they're trying to talk to different people. Um, they reveal that she, oh, they're talking to Norma, and they're talking about Meals on Wheels. And I, like, shuddered, because I'm thinking of the Meals on Wheels shut-in creepo. Oh, yeah. Later in the series, who's just, like. The poetic m- guy. Makes your skin crawl, like. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know why he's not up there with my least favorite characters. Maybe because he's in there, like, briefly in the series. Yeah. He pops in, pops out, and there's... That's actually during sort of the peak, as I recall, like, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with the, the murder mystery element. Yeah. Um, so I think... He has Laura's real diary. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm just going to jump into this. There's I have... An, actually, I, it struck me as... Uh, Laura, she does the she does the Meals on Wheels. She uh, tutors Audrey's brother, who is twenty seven years <laughs> old and in the third grade. Uh, she gives because he has emotional problems. She gives speech That's lessons weird. to Josie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does that mean she speaks like Cantonese <laughs> or something? Like she, she 
She's uh she's doing it all. She's spreading herself a little thin. Yeah, and then she's also better. staying up all night. She's doing, doing coke. coke. Yeah. <laughs> she's having sex with multiple partners. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. getting a voted prom queen. Right. She does it all. And looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, well rested. She looks yep. more well rested than she probably is. All that coke coke keeps her going. Okay, so this is a very minor piece of um dialogue but it speaks volumes a because it's james and b because of what it's referring to i have a note that's in all caps bookhouse boys yeah which is just awesome the way he delivers that he's like i'm gonna need the bookhouse boys to get get my back on watch this my one. back yeah watch my back on this yeah. one i died laughing when i heard that just because a james is so fucking terrible and b <laughs> the whole bookhouse boys concept is just like is great it's the basically the twin peaks illuminati it's like it's like the <laughs> underground society of twin peaks that makes sure everything's in its way yeah, it's the good guys yeah but James is in it. It just makes it so dumb. <laughs> Did you guys notice in the soundtrack, not during like during the actual songs, that during some of the like extended dialogue scenes, there's no music. There's like a buzzing sound. Like there's multiple, no, I don't think so. multiple times, and I watched a Stone Cold Sober, so I don't want to even hear it. There's multiple times where I felt like my phone was vibrating. But it's like in the it's very low tones during like some of the extended dialogue scenes where there's no like main music. Yeah. There's this like weird buzzing sound, and it's just. I read a thing. It was it was based on one of the theories that somebody had, but uh, people said it kind of sounds like a fan, like a back to the whole ceiling fan bit. Yeah. And that's probably what it is. That it I sounds like a fan, and what I, I didn't like the humming of a fan. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't notice it, but uh, someone pointed out that in the train car uh, where the murders happen, when they're investigating it, you can hear a fan oh, in really? the background. And it's there's obviously not going to be a fan in a non-running train. Yeah. But I don't know if that's that's something kind of interesting to go listen to, see if yeah. it's that same sort of ambient noise. That was noise. definitely the same. Like I'm, we're, I'm ta- we're referring to the same thing. And that's a big lynch. Like I'm thinking there's a couple of different parts of Mulholland Drive where um, another David Lynch um, directed thing. Um, <laughs> it's just something he did. <laughs> little film. Oh. Um, but he'll do that thing where he'll flash to something and like you don't really know what it is. Then later in an episode or later in Mulholland Drive, there's something where it's like someone, you can't, there's this weird noise they keep cutting to. And then later it's revealed that it's like someone breathing hard and like, then they zoom out. And oh, they, yeah. It, 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 so it's like, oh, in Mulholland Drive, it's when Naomi Watts is masturbating on the couch at the end. Yeah. In a couple scenes leading up to that, you hear this, like, weird breathing, and, like, you're like, what? It, like, it doesn't fit with anything that you're, like, seeing. And yeah. then later, you hear that noise again, and they flash out, and it's something else. So, like, I think that's a technique that he uses where there's, like, some subtle, like, sounds and yeah. imagery that... Well, usually with David Lynch, they're all kind of, like, dreamy sequences. Yep. Yep, exactly. And in Mulholland Drive, that was a huge part of the movie, the the, the dream, the dream part of it. Um, and I think with Twin Peaks too, there's a lot of supposedly real real realm of the characters and this this other realm, which um, brings me to the point of Sarah Palmer. 
of how uh, she seems to be someone who can operate on both planes. Yep. Where she can see, uh, she's having like these visions of Bob and Laura and sort of operating on, in both planes at the same time. Yeah. That, so, yeah, this is important. Um, I, I like that you brought that up. Um, so right on the surface, when she, the scene we're referring to is Don Hayward comes in and talks to Leland and then talks to Sarah, who's already sort of hysterical. And Leland says something like, try not to upset her. And she's already like super fragile. And she was already having visions, we think, or some sort of other like supernatural feeling disturbance from the end of the first episode. Um, but when she comes in and she sees Laura's face um, in Donna, yeah. it's such horrible, ridiculous 1990 <laughs> like vision. The visual effect is it's so. It's like a piece of cardboard. Yeah, over it's like it's Donna's like the, the margins are terrible. It's like it's so lo-fi, but um, but you get the idea. Um, and obviously, Twin Peaks is not something that's built on like uh, didn't have a very large. Um, graphics budget, but um, yeah. But then, yeah, we see Bob for the first time, and pff, super scary. Yeah, yeah. I I read somewhere that 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 Bob clip was just like like sort of an offhand clip that David Lynch took after he decided that he wanted was his name Dave Silva Frank Silva. Frank Silva to be in the show, so he took a few Frank's Silva just. A few, a few clips, few clips <laughs> of him, and one of them was at the bottom of Laura's bed, seemingly. And then we also see, scene after that, we see Mike again, the one-armed man. Yep. In the hospital, so Mike at this point is still a mysterious character. Like we don't know what his deal is. They really. show him go through a door. Hawk follows him, and it's like they make it clear that he's either going to the morgue or he's going to some other like yeah. seemingly like it's like supposed to be for, like an internal hospital thing. Yeah. And he was just some dude, but somehow Hawk's just like, okay, that's fine. Right. I guess it he bothered can be me. like all this. Yeah. I'm going to quit. But it here. still raised his you suspicion. Know, suspicion. Yeah. I think Bobby might be adopted. Oh yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> I love I think, Bobby's dad. So, yeah, Bobby's dad is a ginger, right? Mm -mm. He he seems gingery to me. Well, you would know. <laughs> wow, takes one to know. Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Um, so ginger plus he's bald. Ginger plus blonde equals Bobby dark hair. <laughs> he's got the recessive hot gene. <laughs> so. They introduce Bobby's dad's character in the first episode very briefly, I think, when he, he bails Bobby out or he picks Bobby, uh, Bobby up from the police station. Yeah. But, like, the, 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 the way he talks and the way he, like, expresses himself is just, like, another Lynchian sort of totally unnatural dialogue. It's super scripted sounding, kind of almost on purpose. Um, and the shit he says to Bobby about how he supports his rebellious nature and respects it. He's just like extremely well-spoken. So he's like, it's like right. delivering mm -hmm. a speech to him. Right. And he's like crazy reasonable too. Like everything he says is like, you listen to it, you go, hey, you're a pretty fair dude. Right. And then Bobby goes to light a cigarette and he just <laughs> smacks the shit out of him. And the cigarette somehow against all like <laughs> physics lodges itself, itself in the into the meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, like two inches into the meatloaf. Yeah. 
Another uh, shaman-esque character is the log lady who we meet, not for the first time, mm-hmm. but why are you laughing? Because I said shaman-esque. No, I was laughing because I slid my foot and <laughs> you started looking at me and my foot like you were going <laughs> to chop my leg off. <laughs> we meet the log lady in the diner and she um, tells Dale that her log saw something the night that Laura died. She tells Dale to ask her, ask the log what it knows, and Dale does not ask the log. He couldn't do it. He could have solved it in the sep- second episode. I know that he didn't because he wanted us to get to see the journey. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, she I goes, ask it, and he looks at it, and she just goes, I thought so. Yeah. And walks away. It's like deuces. Like she <laughs> dropped the mic. I tried to look it up today, but have either of you guys seen um, – Saturday Night Live skit where Kyle MacLachlan was the host and they did a yeah you've seen it yeah with and it's like a spoof with him and Leo and it's it's basically just um Leo admits to killing Laura Palmer oh but maybe not I do remember seeing an episode of SNL with Kyle MacLachlan though I don't remember that scene well it sounds really funny anything. because the description is basically um they're so in have the you seen it or you just no, read about it? no I read about it and I tried to look it up today and I couldn't find anywhere to load it so i'm on a mission i try i tried later in the day so, so I'm what is try he doing this kit so leo? they're basically in the sheriff's office and leo admits to killing laura palmer leo does or leland yes. leo leo okay and um and cooper is basically like coming up with reasons why they still have to solve the murder like oh, the murder is unsolved <laughs> like and uh it, it just sounds really funny because it's just he comes up with stupid reasons to keep the story going so he doesn't have to leave Twin Peaks and they can keep going and going and going and going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. Bit. But so, Leo's in that? No, I think, I, I don't know. I think it's just an we'll actor, like one we'll, of the Saturday Night Live actors. But I'm going to find it. I'll find it. We'll have to look it up. I'll find it and I'll post it on the blog too. Cool. Okay, cool. If I find it. I couldn't find it on YouTube. It was on some obscure sites that weren't loading for me. One thing we glossed over... Um, Kind of, I know we're not going super chronologically, but when they go back to um, Josie's residence, and then like Dale uses his super intuitive sensibility to know that him and or that um, Truman and Josie are together or seeing each other. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we can't have an episode about we can't do a podcast about this episode without discussing the funniest line maybe right. in twin the, peaks the marquee uh, phrase yeah. of the series i'd like sam you to deliver that line you never believe there was a fish in the percolator <laughs> i think we should That's all good. just try it okay no, you, do, you do it next Lori. no you know i'm, I'm bad on come the on spot. let's hear it you'd never believe <laughs> there's a fish in the percolator. All See, right, I, so. you're going to edit that out. Don't drink that coffee. You'll never believe it, but there is a fish in the percolator. <laughs> Why did you have to add the line before? Just the one up us? Yeah. No, because I wanted to give the, That's... I wanted to set the, because they're both about to take a sip of the coffee and we had just been introduced to the element of Dale Cooper loving his, his Joe. Right. And we're like, oh, he's going to get to, how is he going to like Josie's coffee? And she put a fresh <laughs> pot on, and then there is a fish in the percolator. Is and they it, don't ever explain why there believe. is a fish in the percolator or what. Um, do you think Do you think Josie put it in there because of her, that's what they do in like, in like Asia? Yeah. I don't think they do that in Asia. <laughs> um, okay. Edit. Well, edit. 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 <laughs> 
Dr. Jacoby, well, let's bring his creepy ass oh, back. Yeah. Let's have him, much like Sam right now, listening to some super sweet headphones <laughs> um, <laughs> and listening to the Laura Palmer recorded tapes. Right. Um, and he, the recording weird. The recorded tape that he's listening to is on the day of Laura's murder. She makes that on the day of her murder. I'd like to quote just a quick blurb from it. James is so sweet and so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's good cadence. Yeah. Thank you. She also says how so she... That, was she, that a cadence callback? She just... What? Was that a cadence reference, a callback to me saying that a bunch? In no, I don't think... Episode? Did you say that? Yeah, that was my other you juxtaposition. Yeah, you Those are my two fancy words I'll just use. <laughs> but I feel like I'm back in the corner. The, the cadence and the juxtaposition yeah. and the cadence of that scene is just you, great. Um, she also mentions how she wants, or she's, she's just going to get lost in those woods. And she's like, the, the, the way she talks on the tape is like, it's gross. She's like, I, she's all in the Dr. Jacoby. It's just. Yeah, does, she wants she, to, she knows she's going to get lost in those woods tonight. Yeah. Does, doesn't she say something like, I wish I met you years ago because, and that's when she says that about James, because James is so dumb. Or yeah, James is, yeah. yeah. James is so sweet, but so dumb. Yeah. Which, again, when I'm building my case through these podcasts, you're going to hear a lot about me talking shit on James. And, yeah. Um, and then Dr. Jacoby shows us that he has the other half of the necklace. Yep. That... Um, James and Donna buried. Yep. So how the fuck did he know. find them and know where that necklace was at? He Maybe must they're have been, on the tapes. Maybe. They buried it the night that they met on the motorcycle. Yeah. On the previous episode. Well, Mrs. Palmer knows where it is too, because well, yeah, but she's like, it was like a she's vision. like walking Maybe the ethereal say, plane. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It is weird. I don't think they ever tell us how in yeah, the episode I don't either. Think so. He just has it. There's a lot of if you, you can't watch Twin Peaks and think how the whole time. Yeah. That's a good point. The last observation I had on that was when I was watching it and it ended, I was like, oh shit, that's it? It's like 42 minutes. Yeah, be, well, yeah, because the first fast. episode is so long. Yeah, exactly. It's I like think the first episode is, oh, is about an hour and 15 minutes when you, like, when you watch it on Netflix. I mean, you figure that would be like a two-hour TV movie. Right. And this was like a your standard like 42 43 minute yeah deal i was just like oh, shit that's it if you guys didn't know who the killer was who do you think it would be judging by these first two episodes I would know. you have a guess do, um, you, do you remember what you thought when you first when you first watched them i the reputation of the show preceded it so i thought every like conspiracy like i thought everyone was you know i i knew it would be someone that i didn't think it did you think that it would definitely be somebody that was in the show? No, no, no. I thought it could be an it outsider, could, an outside yeah, person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Laura? I, I didn't think it necessarily had to be someone in the show. Would you have I a guess if you didn't already know who the killer was? Who would you think it might be? It's hard to remember. I think the I, first time that I, I mean, watched it, but I mean, they obviously try to make you. Th- you know, they try to throw Leo out there, but right. part of it is like, okay, it's too early. They're throwing Leo out too, as a red herring. But, too much of a red herring, yeah. But he's, you know, he's down. pretty suspicious right now, especially, you know, they had the, um, they showed the truck in the skin world or what's right. that magazine yeah, he, called? 
Yes. I Nudie think it World. Was, I think it was Skin World or and something. And then... Like that. Um, and Flesh then World. Flesh World. There you go. And then this episode, you know, there's a lot of references to sketchy things he's doing. Yeah. I so. think... Yeah. For me, I would probably put him out in the forefront, but I'd be suspicious because it was so... It was... Right. Maybe too obvious. What did you think? Too soon. That's what I said. Leo. Oh, you thought it was Leo. No, I didn't necessarily think it was Leo, but judging from the first two, I'd probably put him at the top of my list. I think it's Nadine. Do we ever really know who killed Laura Palmer? Really? Really know? Physically. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Physically. Uh, like yep. in a court of law, sure. Yep. Yeah. Sure, Sam. Yeah. Did we talk about how the cast of Homeward Bound had really good things to say about the director? Great things to say oh, about Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne Dunham. Anything you guys want to add at the end of this first episode one? Traces um, to Nowhere. I had a blast. What yep. is what is Traces to Nowhere reference in this episode? The only thing I thought of was that they had some clues, but they didn't go anywhere. Like yeah. they didn't, they, they don't have like a lead on the murderer. Nothing, they don't have any, they don't have anything yet. substantial yet. Yeah. They Will they come up with some substantial clues next week? We'll just have to find out. Boo, boo, boo. Bum, bum, bum. Any closing thoughts, Lori? Nope. Any closing bits you want to throw out at us? Um, yes. This uh, episode was brought to you by Nadine's silent curtain runners. How are they made <laughs> silent? What's the, What's the key? Cotton balls. Yep. <laughs> Touche. Um, you can reach us for questions or comments at twinspeaks1 at gmail.com. That's the numeral one. Lori, do we have <laughs> that's a... The numeral... <laughs> that's one as in one. <laughs> and, Not um, O-N-E. Yep, we're on Twitter too. And it's at twinpeaks1. The numeral. The numeral one. The nu- Wait, the numeral one? Okay, good. How about you, Snow? Where can we reach you? You can reach me at. Why don't you shut the fuck up, Sam? And <laughs> dot, dot, dot net. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Yeah.